All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, we are digging deeper this week. I am Pastor Doug Minton, and we are up to the third horseman of the apocalypse. Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. And I looked, and behold, a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. So far our text. Ecumenius has a long understanding of what this third seal is, and this third mercy of Christ toward us. This is his salvific teaching and the benefits of his miracles, for these contributed to the dissolution of the devil. For though through these we know who is truly God by nature, so that we may no longer be children tossed about by every wind of doctrine, Ephesians 4.14, nor honor that which our hands have made, but that we might exchange the corrupting demons for the glory of God. The black horse is indicative of same and sorrow, for the destruction of the devil has received increased intensity by the divine teaching, and therefore he laments his dissolution, which lasted for such a long time. The balance is a figure of equity and righteousness sat upon his throne and rebuked the nations of demons, and the impious one who led them was destroyed, Psalm 9, 4-5. The balance is therefore a symbol of the righteous judgment of the Lord on our behalf, so that we may speak boldly to him, You have executed my right and my cause, Psalm 9, 4. And so that we nations might know that we are men, and that we may not be pulled about like beasts with bit and bridle or allowed to be led astray by destructive tyrants. The word of teaching is figuratively called seed in the Holy Scripture. In Matthew, it is written, A sower went out to sow, and his most devoted servants say to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in the field? Then why are there weeds? Matthew 13, verses 3 and 27. From the seed comes the wheat, that is, the preaching of the gospel, which, as a food fit for mature persons, trains the mind to distinguish between good and evil. And what is the barley? It is the teaching according to the law of Moses, for barley is less expensive than wheat, and when ripe it is food fit for cattle, and so represents that what which nourished the child of Israel. All right, there's Ecumenius going in and having a lot to say about the black horse, what the scales mean, and then also the difference between the wheat and the barley. The Venerable Bede, writing in England in the 8th century, says the black horse is the troop of false brothers who have the balance of the right confession but harm their fellows through the works of darkness. For when it is said in the midst of the living creatures do not harm, it is clear that someone is doing harm. And concerning the running horse, the apostle says, outside there are wars, inside there are fears. 2 Corinthians 7. 15. Brighton says, The opening of the third seal introduces the next horseman. His seed is black, the color of death, which in the ancient world often resulted from famine. Looking at Jeremiah 14, 1-2 and Lamentations 5:10, He has in his hand a weighing scale, a balance scale, that is a pair of scales attached and suspended from a beam or yoke. The overall picture presented in chapter 6, verses 5 and 6 is a condition of both scarcity and plenty. That is an economic imbalance in the supply of food and the daily necessities of life. And despite human attempts to adjust this imbalance economically, the end result from place to place will be hunger and even at times starvation. 
In such situations, famine begins to stalk large portions of the human population. The horseman on the black horse then suggests that throughout the entire period from the Lord's ascension until the end, there will always be present at various times and places hunger and famine. Jesus says this very thing in Matthew 26, 11, For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. 2 Kings 7, 1, Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. He's saying this to one of the generals of the Israelite army who says that even if God were to open the floodgates of heaven, the famine would not stop. Elisha goes on to say, this all will happen, but you will not partake in it. Jeremiah says in Lamentations 4, 8 and 9, Now their face is blacker than soot. They are not recognized in the street. Their skin has shriveled on their bones. It has become as dry as wood. Happier were the victims of the sword than the victims of hunger, who wasted away, pierced by lack of the fruits of the field. Here we have a true statement. I grew up with the infomercials for the starving children in Africa, Sally Struthers and all of that, begging us to help these poor children who skin is black because they are in Ethiopia at the equator, but also their skin is sticking to their bones because there's almost nothing to them. Worse is the victims of famine than those who die by the sword. So as we had conquering going on in the first horseman being horrible, the taking away of peace in the civil war going on in the second horseman. Now we have those taken away by hunger and famine. Those who wither away quite literally. As we look back, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius. As Ecumenius reminds us, the wheat is of a higher quality than the barley. I mean, anyone who has had like barley bread it's definitely a different taste, a different nuance than wheat bread. So it is considered a lesser grain. But then, do not harm the oil and the wine. There is still that imbalance, that the luxuries of oil and wine continue to abound, whereas the daily sustenance is gone. And Caesarius of Arles tries to take this in a church direction where he talks about the prohibition from harming the oil and the wine is because the wine is interpreted as the blood of Christ and the oil as the unction of chrismation. Very nice thought, but I truly go with the idea of the economic hardships of, yes, the rich having what they need, what they want, the poor not being able to barely scrape by. I mean, you think of a quart of wheat, I'm not exactly sure how much bread that would make, but you have an entire day's wages wrapped up in purchasing that, whereas, you know, oil and wine abound for the rich. And we see this throughout, especially as you take into account the idea that the four horsemen are riding in, uh, not succession, but in lockstep with each other. You have conquest by outside forces. You have civil war going on. That yes, there are those that 
where the times get stretched out, where those who are on the conquering, the winning side of the Civil War have what they want. The losers are kept out in the cold, scrounging around for the least morsel. And this happens all throughout the world. This happens all throughout time. That we have this problem where, and we talk about it even in America, the rich keep getting richer, the poor keep getting poorer. Why can't we have something that balances it all out? Because there's not a way to do it. There is not a way economically to create, to uh, solve this problem that the economics have created in the first place. So we have this third horse coming out, building on the conquest and the peace being taken away to then take away even the basic necessities. There's only one thing worse than that. And that's the fourth horseman. The fourth horseman whose name is death. Because those who are killed in the conquest or in the civil war, great. Those who are languishing in hunger wish for death. So next week we get into the fourth horseman and death being the writer's name so that we truly see what the four horsemen of the apocalypse are all about. It is the destruction of humanity by humanity. And we see it in all different ways. And we'll pick it up again next week as we look at the fourth horseman. But until then, this is Pastor Dugman thanking you for digging deeper with me into the book of Revelation. We will see you next week. And may God continue to strengthen you to wrestle with the theologies around you. Amen.